Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. Special shout out to my good friend Rick Corvez. Thanks for listening down in Niagara Falls, and let's hear from that boxing gym down there. Big scene down there, quite frankly. Uh, the new casinos holding a lot of events uh, for us boxing fans, and I look forward to visiting you real soon. Uh, let's get on with today's news. As promised, uh, it's been an exciting weekend and an exciting week. So, weeks plural to come um as we all know um uh, you know what's funny about uh fight pundits guys who criticize and or make comments about uh fighters i remember last week reading uh reading an article uh to my fans uh that navrati uh he was called fat by uh, obviously one of his critics anyway navrati unleashed over a thousand punches in his victory uh, unbelievably, uh, to, to retain his uh, WBO junior lightweight title. So, you know, some guys just don't know what they're talking about. That's why I just prefer to uh, lean on the professionals who do know what they're talking about and uh, provide you with their words of wisdom. Anyway, great, great fight by Navrati over uh, Valdez and uh, had the fans on their, on their feet cheering like mad in uh, Arizona. And, of course, and I might add, Valdez was a hometown hero, so to speak, being from Arizona, and uh, you know, apologized to his fans afterwards for losing. That's gracious. In other fight news, I wanted to mention Richard Torres Jr. He was the Olympic silver medalist, as you might recall, and uh, he's uh, continuing to knock people out. Uh, he had a he had a, what we might call an explosive knockout with a first round stoppage of journeyman uh, Willie Jake Jr. I think it's uh, time for Torres to uh, raise the bar, though, and hopefully top rank will enable him to do that and to develop his uh, heavyweight potential in those ranks. Speaking of heavyweights, uh, yes, I'm pretty sure by now we either saw the fight or we saw, certainly have seen the clip of Anthony Joshua knocking out Robert Hellenius. Uh, full credit to Hellenius for taking the fight uh, given a few days' notice, and given the fact that he had only been fighting in Finland a few days prior to taking on Joshua. Uh, most people, critics, pundits alike, are saying uh, Joshua looked a little bit uh, sluggish uh, heading into uh, the sixth round. But, uh, boy, when he went into the seventh, uh, things took a turn for the worse for Hellenius, and something quite positive happened for Joshua. He found a hole and absolutely knocked Hellenius out. It was a great, great punch. It really was. And uh, a great recap, a great uh, episode in the, the glamour division, as the heavyweight uh, division is known as. Anyway, I don't want to say too much about the Joshua fight because so much has been said already. Uh, but I did want to mention something that uh, my good buddy uh, Jake Tiernan over BoxingNews24.com had to say. And I'll quote him directly. He said, Anthony Joshua's fight against Robert Hellenius was supposed to be a trial run to give him practice for the style that he would use to try and defeat Deontay Wilder next January in Saudi Arabia. Most would agree after watching Joshua mimic that same timid, safety-first style that former heavyweight champion Vladimir Klitschko used that he's doomed for failure if he tries the same thing against Wilder. Which led to me 
led me to wonder, quite frankly, you know, is there anyone else on the horizon other than Wilder? I mean, I myself, I've said this before, and I'm quoting uh, Tyson Fury's dad, John Fury. I, you know, Wilder's kind of soft-skulled. He's been beaten about the head several times, taken punches, been concussed, and uh, one more punch to the head uh, by someone strong and powerful. The problem with Joshua is, he, I, I said it before, he's just not mean anymore. He's not mean like Mike Tyson. And uh, as Mike Tyson once said, and as we all know, it's a, it's a great plan until you get punched in the face. Anyway, um, I think, you know, the winner of that Zhai Lai Zhang and Joe Joyce rematch uh, might be an interesting fight for uh, Joshua. And I think, uh, quite frankly, Wilder should take his millions and uh, just retire. Uh, that's what I think. That's my opinion. But anyway, there's there's no shortage of... Uh, of fights for Anthony Joshua to take, but I don't think he's going to enter into the ring against Tyson Fury and possibly retackle Alexander Usyk anytime in the near future, which does lead me to believe that the winner, as I said, of Zhao Zhang versus Joe Joyce in their rematch, whoever wins that particular fight might in fact be a good contender uh, for Anthony Joshua because I do not want to see him uh, go up against Deontay Wilder. Uh, the critics and pundits are all saying the same thing. You know, anti Joshua going into a fight against Wilder, he would be the underdog. Joshua, that is. Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about one more fight that happened recently, uh, something that didn't get too much press, uh, and that's the title pitcher bantamweight post Naya Inoue is complete. Emmanuel Rodriguez regained the IBF bantamweight title with a lopsided decision win over Melvin Lopez over the weekend. The fight was no contest from the start. Rodriguez was too experienced, too skilled, too good for Lopez. The referee could have stopped the bout in the final round after Rodriguez scored his third knockdown of the frame, but went with the count and time ran out. So at least it means the division has a champion for each of its four major belts. This isn't the same as an identity. It might take a minute to establish one of those, maybe longer. Rodriguez, Jason Maloney, uh, or even versus Takuma, anyway, are probably the biggest fights that can be made in the class for the moment. But none of those unification clashes leaps off the page as a particularly must-have fight for fans. Joshua says he wants a unification with Alejandro Santiago. They're all good fighters, but there isn't a lot of star power for the moment. The best case for the class may be well the former uh, veteran junior bantamweight stars, uh, Juan Estrada, Roman Gonzalez, uh, you know, to move up and challenge Rodriguez or Maloney or anyway, or Santiago for a belt. Uh, compelling stories. There remain to be seen what happens, but let's see what happens. I just had to mention him. Anyway, uh, other other boxers that were in uh, in the ring recently and came out uh, winners. Chordale, the gift booker. He's now 20-1 and one with nine knockouts. Turned in a masterful performance on Saturday night. Dropping Nicholas Hernandez, he's now 27-7-3, twice in round number seven for an explosive, yet another explosive knockout of the 2-minute-41-second mark of the round. Uh, and it capped off, quite frankly, an eight-bound CES boxing card. We don't often mention the independence, but here's one. CES boxing card that took place in front of a capacity crowd who showed up at the Mohican Sun Arena uh, to see the Jimmy Birchfield Invitational. Good for them. It was a 10 bout amateur showcase that took place before the pro card, by the way. Speaking of other independent uh, promoters out there who are doing really well, 
Let's talk about Granite Chin. Uh, Friday night's main event was truly the fight of the night on the entertaining Veterans Stadium Showcase Pro-Am card. I was I was hold, uh, held in Holbrook, Massachusetts, and junior welterweight Mike Badman Ohan Jr., 19-2, nine knockouts, had his best performance ever against Harry the Hitman Gigliotti, 9-5, three knockouts. And they've he was fighting out of uh, Haverhill, uh, Massachusetts, in an old-fashioned throwdown. Uh, so anyway, as I said, the fight was presented by Granite and Promotions, streamed live uh, uh, from Veterans Memorial Stadium in Quincy, Massachusetts. And part of the proceeds, by the way, went to uh, Operation Homefront. Good for them. Uh, said uh, Granite Chin President Chris Trietti, as special as this night was for me, it meant even more for the fighters. I couldn't be prouder of all the fighters and more appreciative of the fans for their enthusiasm all night. I want to give my sincere thanks to the city leaders and local businesses that support this event for allowing Quincy Business to do something special in the greatest city on earth. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. Uh, let's quickly move along to uh, a fight upcoming we're all looking forward to. Finally, uh, 2023, we're going to see a heavyweight championship. Uh, it's it's unbelievable I'm saying that in August, but here we are. It's finally happening. Uh, there will actually be at least one heavyweight championship fight in 2023, even if it's not the big fight the fans were hoping for. Coming up on August 26th, that's very soon, from Poland, heavyweight champion Alexander Yusuf is going to put all of his belts online, IBF, WBO, WBA, uh, against challenger Daniel Dynamite Dubois. Yusik is the former undisputed world cruiserweight champ, marking him as the only second undisputed cruiserweight champ during the division's relatively brief history and the only one during the modern four-belt era. After conquering the cruiserweight division, Yusik moved up to heavyweight in 2019, and just two years later, in just his third fight as heavyweight, Yusik defeated previously mentioned Anti Joshua by 12-round unanimous decision to win the unified heavyweight championship. Yusik made one title defense, a rematch against Joshua last August. This time was officially and amazingly by split decision. Yusik clearly won the fight, so the split decision verdict is a bit baffling. Dubois himself is largely unproven. His big claim to fame is beating Trevor Bryan to win the secondary WBA belt. Beyond that, it's difficult to understand how he became a mandatory challenger to begin with. Aside from beating Brian, he's best known for having had some very good rounds against Joe Joyce. In, in the end, the durable Joyce inflicted a lot of damage, which led to a stoppage win in round number 10, where Dubois suffered nerve damage and a broken orbital bone. After losing that fight, somehow Dubois got the fight for the WBA interim title in his very next fight, which ultimately led to his chance against Brian. In his last fight back in December, Things almost ended in disaster for Dubois, who was dropped three times in the opening round. It was subsequently revealed that Dubois had suffered a tear in his ACL. To his credit, Dubois rallied back to stop Lorena in round number three. So, who will win the upcoming heavyweight championship showdown between uh, Usyk and his challenger, Dubois? Well, your guess is as good as mine, quite frankly, but my money's on Usyk. Um Oh, we've got a rematch coming up. In, one, in, in a rematch of one of the more entertaining fights of the year, uh, heavyweight Joey Dowie Jocko. Woo, is a good one. Joey Dowie Jocko and Colby Madison will once again do battle on Friday night, September 15th at the Live Casino and Hotel in Philadelphia. And this card is promoted by King's Promotions, by the way. 
the first crowd pleasing event took place back on May 2nd and saw Dijeko pound out a six round unanimous decision in the same venue. This time the fight will be scheduled for eight rounds. Uh, Dijeko, he's out of Philadelphia, has a record of 25, 10, and four with 14 knockouts. The 30 year old former world junior amateur champion has been professional for 14 years and has had thrilling victories over richard johnson john lennox uh derek rossi mark rideout uh, anabong imo hoche uh natu new holy moly demetrius banks kevin nunez uh all good stuff uh because a lot of really good fighters in there uh anyway madison out of baltimore is 11 5 and 2 with seven knockouts and he's 40 years old Looking to get even though with uh, Daujiko, uh, as well as with this would be his last uh, ring appearance, it seems like. Hmm. Fair enough, didn't know that. Uh, in a battle of undefeated super lightweights, Muhammad Robinson's going up against uh, Najin Johns. Uh, Quadir Albright's going up against uh, uh, Demarcus Layton. Hmm. Brandon O'Callaghan out of Philadelphia taking on Dwayne Williams, also out of Philadelphia. And Ibrahim uh, Robinson out of Baltimore takes on an opponent to be named later. So some good fights to be had down in Philly. Um, going to be a lot of fun on September 15th, certainly, where we're going to see a good heavyweight battle. Uh, also, one of the one of the hottest young fighters in the sport will headline at home for the first time in his blossoming career as Diego Pacheco takes on Marcelo Coceres for the WBO International and USWBC Super Middleweight title at the YouTube Theater in Los Angeles on November 18th. As you all know, Pacheco, he's 19-0, he's undefeated, 16 knockouts. Uh, was at his scintillating best in his last outing in July, where he blitzed the dangerous Manuel Gallegos inside four rounds in Monterrey, Mexico, ending matters with a vicious attack at the flooring Gallegos in the fourth with a trademark body shot and became the first man to stop the Mexican later in the round. That was the second headline. Uh, turn for the rangy South, uh, South LA man, having previously pummeled Jack Cullen into submission again in four rounds in Liverpool, England in April. And now the 23-year-old earns a shorter trip to the top of the bill, uh, doing so in the shadow of uh, the SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, where he grew up. He said, I cannot wait to be headlining at home November 18th at the YouTube Theatre, said Pacheco again, as I say, undefeated. 19 I'm looking forward to making a statement and delivering a great performance for all my hometown fans. I'm sure he will. Cosiris, uh, by the way, he's 32-5-1, and one, uh, fights out of Argentina. Finally, I wanted to mention uh, another fight that happened uh, recently. We, we all saw it. Uh, we all wondered what happened. So here's a, here's a story for you uh, by Michael Collins on Boxing24.com. Boxing247.com, sorry. Heavyweight contender Philip Grovic put on a rabbit-punching clinic last Saturday night, stopping Dempsey McKean with some shots to the back of his head to score a 12th-round knockout at the O2 Arena in London, England. Many boxing fans took to social media, wondering why referee Marcus McDonald sat back and allowed Grovic, now 16-0, 13 knockouts, to nail McKean, now 22-1, uh, with rabbit punches all night without at least a warning him to stop taking points and if need be disqualifying him because it appeared that was the main weapon in his arsenal the referee mcdonald was missing in action last saturday night because he should have done something to police the rabbit punching from her govic whether rabbit punches were intentional or not 
Ergovic should have been warned about them and clearly should have lost multiple points in this writer's view. After the fight, Ergovic had the gall to complain about the holding that McKean did, saying that he should have had points deducted, but failing to mention the illegal rabbit punches he was throwing, which was far, far worse. Getting hit in the back of the head obviously can impact the fight more than simply holding. If you look at the fight, Hergovic was doing a lot of holding as well, as he looked exhausted by the fourth round and initiated a lot of the clinches. Also, he didn't seem to mind by being held by McKean much of the time because he was gassed and clearly needed the rest breaks to give the energy to attack him when the two were separated. Um, McKean said the fact that he held a lot made the fight ugly. I didn't like that. I think the referee should have docked one point or two points down. He warned him a few times, but he didn't take any points away. So I think he was holding too much. I think he was controlling the fight and landing bigger shots in every round. And I think I won most of the rounds. In the end, I knocked him out. So it was a decent performance, says Hergovic. Uh, I was surprised he took some good shots and he kept coming, coming and throwing punches. The holding wasn't nearly as bad as the rabbit punches being thrown by Hergovic, says this writer. And if it's just the first time that Hergovic had thrown rabbit shots in one of his fights, that would be one thing. But he'd done it in other fights as well. Based on his performance, the only thing IBF heavyweight champ Alexander Yusik has to worry about in fighting Hergovic is getting brained with punches to the back of the head. Other than that, this is a mismatch. Hergovic lacks the talent and the engine to beat a fight, fighter like Yusik or any of the other top guys. And there you go, my boxing fight fans. Thanks for joining me. Appreciate it very much. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Join me later on at 4 p.m. Eastern time uh, when I uh, visit Mike Orr on his show, Knuckle Up. Thank you. Thanks again, Rick.